0: Welcome. We are The Filmmaker's Cookbook, a podcast where we turn your favorite films into recipes, helping you expand your cinematic diets. My name is Michelangelo White, and I'm joined with my co-host, Charles Halbeck. And we are also today joined uh, with a very special guest. I would like to introduce a good friend of mine, O'Neill. Hi, I'm O'Neill Henry. Well, yeah, nice to
1: have you, (laughs) O'Neill. Cool. Well, what do who, you do? What do you? Who, who are, are you? Who am I? That is a deep existential question. Um, I, I'm O'Neil Henry. I'm a filmmaker, podcaster, uh, just sort of jack of all trades type. Uh, I have a couple of podcasts. I, I have like my own side company. I mainly do sound uh, and post production stuff. So, cool,
0: nice. Well, you know, it's it's cool to have you aboard. And um, quickly, maybe I should talk about our our. You know, very thorough science yes, in terms please. of please. You know, dude. how we determine um flavors and sort of that and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and translate this. So yeah. we so have you ever watched um Pixar's Inside Out?
1: I have not. That's the oh. one I have not. <laughs> well I know okay. it all though. If 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 you just
0: gotcha. Well, there's Beautiful pretty much awesome. there's the five core um emotions, you know, happy, sad, fear, disgust, anger. Mm-hmm. We actually added a sixth one, surprise, which I think some list kind of um, include surprise as one of the yeah. like, core emotions. We took those six and we kind of translated them into flavors. Okay. So, for instance, we have surprise, which would be not a flavor, actually. Let I me mean, start with the other end, because <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I think I we have it. a terrible
0: start. Are you going to say flavors? Then you're going to say that's not even a core <laughs> That's not even flavor. a flavor. Yeah, I so, go. uh, we got like, uh, okay, so sweet would be mm-hmm. happy. Okay. Um, we have salty, which is sad. We have bitter which is fear okay. sour which is disgust and okay. we have umami or savory as anger okay and then surprise is kind of like a pseudo six um emotion. so we put a pseudo six flavor
1: as surprise is spicy Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I feel like you know, movies have like a little spice to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? So oh, I think,
1: and I think, surprise is very much the spice of movies these days. I yeah, that's definitely. Sort of what and some
0: studios bank on. It could be you know spicy in terms of hot, or it could be spicy in terms of like the cinnamon. flavor, like cinnamon or different yeah. things that could be spicy. Mm-hmm. Quotes, air quotes, <laughs> uh, but not exactly you know hot. And then also you know a lot of these combinations together can make different flavors and outcomes in the end you know mm-hmm. like combining sweet and, and salty or something yeah. you know i think same thing how movies kind of do so yeah, definitely so yeah that's kind of like a little bit peek behind it's very you know basic yeah. i feel like yeah, it makes sense i think it's like a, a good way <laughs> to talk about films and com- talk about uh movies mm-hmm. it's more of like the broad idea of it um, also donald glover he recently did an interview recently uh-huh. in terms of this recording um Where he interviewed himself and he also talked about uh, comparing food and tv shows to Uh to movies wait sorry tv shows to and movies to food Uh so he like compared um his show and like euphoria and different shows and he kind of was like what would these tv shows be in terms of food mm. so i just want to say that we had this idea before <laughs> had that interview. Um, tm
1: tm 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 so yeah. <laughs> i mean if, if if donald glover would be a, a guest on this podcast that would be amazing we'd love too. to have you uh, i think he owes you right for stealing your idea exactly. <laughs> maybe exactly so, um, danny get out here i think if that would be you know
0: my life would be complete after that episode <laughs> that would be the, the last episode we do <laughs> cut it because yeah, it, it, it that's cannot it. get better at end after that. yeah, be <laughs> it, it. it ends right there so what what movie is important to you i kind of the main question we want to ask you <laughs> uh, mainly we're gonna be talking about film and then we're gonna talk about food and that's kind of <laughs>
1: what, what we like here so well i think you, probably by the episode title you could probably tell but into the spider-verse is my favorite animated film in your universe there's only one spider-man but there is another universe it looks and sounds like yours, but it's not. Um, I already forgot who directed it, so... Well, don't worry. <laughs> I have I that information. Name.
2: It is directed by three people. Yes. Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. And I believe two of those are from the Lego movie, correct? One of them. No. No. No? Oh, man. It was written by Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman. <laughs> oh, man. I am. I am terrible with that. Well, I, I think it's an easy thing to mistake because it does feel like a Lord and Miller production. Because yeah. Lord and Miller made the Lego movie. Yes. They made the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yes. And they made uh the Mitchell's versus the Machines, mm-hmm. all of which I think heavily feature similar maybe not similar aesthetics, but aesthetics inspired by a similar perspective on filmmaking.
0: Do you know do you know much about Neil about the like the the
1: directors of this movie uh i'm i'm what you call a terrible human being and so i (laughs) i know very little bit about the creators behind this work other than um i know that the art director obviously had a big uh comic book background um and you can tell that just by every single frame of this film being like exactly like a comic book book, yeah Yeah.
0: it's definitely really stylized and it, it definitely shows like it it watches like you're reading a comic book yeah yeah i just want to say one thing that i thought was really cool about it was that specifically about peter ramsey um that he became the first african-american to direct a major animated feature film in in america which is rise of the guardians oh really he was oh i
1: i did i did know that about peter Ramsey. yes i did know he directed rise of the Guardians. i didn't know he was the first for the this was the first animated first, studio film African
0: American direct
1: a major animated feature film. Yeah, that's insane.
0: Yeah, and then he was the first African American to be nominated and also win the Academy Award for
1: Best Animated Feature Film. For *Rise of the Guardians*, or was it for no, no, no sorry. For, for, for this movie? Oh, for this one, yes, of course. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. That's Rise of the Guardians came out fairly recently in American cinema history. I know, right? 2012. 2012. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first. Oh, Boise. Uh, not looking great for American history, but I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: that's well, them's definitely another. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a whole topic right there. Is, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of in a way it's like great by the same time it's kind of sad that's like this is really recent stuff like how is this very recent happening
2: and featured no people of color as part of the main cast
0: in Rise of the Guardians? No. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> you you only get one. Wait. <laughs> you get one. Rise of the Guardians is like <laughs> It's you about mean, Santa Claus.
1: It's about, yeah. Oh, it's, Jack Frost well, and Santa Avengers Claus. Avengers, the <laughs> holiday <laughs> special. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Avengers <laughs> holiday special. He does, that is actually kind of a through line. Is he does do a lot of the, uh, what is it called when you have multiple? Ensemble films. Ensemble films, films mm-hmm. yeah. For,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, this is definitely one of those as well, right? And yeah. they're also kind of like, I mean, superhero-y kind of as like action. Mm-hmm, kind definitely. of. Definitely. So, you know. Yeah, so I guess, but you were saying that director isn't really the main thing. Well,
2: now that you've brought that up, which I didn't know, because I also am a terrible person, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the things that is kind of key to a movie like this is being able to introduce characters very quickly. Mm. And he clearly has shown talent at that on multiple movies now. So, Yeah. um, yeah. I mean, this movie lives or dies on you being able to form an immediate connection with like six characters.
1: Yes, I. I if we are we just hopping into the movie, or did you want to get like a brief?
2: Synopsis? We should probably, yeah, introduce we should probably introduce the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The movie is Spider Dash Man, <laughs> super speed. Yes. Spider Dash Man. Spider Dash Man. No, Spider Man <laughs> into the Spider Dash Verse. I mean, Spider Verse. Excuse me. It was released in 2018 uh and the imdb summary is teen miles morales becomes the spider-man of his universe and must join with five spider-powered individuals from other dimensions to stop a threat for all realities yeah yep. yeah yeah i mean that is that the IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah spoiler free a that's actually summary. pretty good yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh it has a rating of 8.4 out of 10 on imdb that's which is good. spectacularly high yes and it is the 198th movie on the movie meter which is pretty high for mm-hmm. for imdb movies uh, and then i also have the rotten tomatoes summary if we would like that sure. which is bitten by a radioactive spider in the subway brooklyn teenager miles morales suddenly develops mysterious powers that transform him into the one and only spider man when he meets peter parker he soon realizes that there are many others who share his special high-flying talents Miles must now use his newfound skills to battle the evil Kingpin, a hulking madman who can open portals to other universes and pull different versions of Spider-Man into our world. That's a, a, l- little, a little more spoily. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit yeah. spoily, yeah. It also uh, like, makes it seem like Kingpin has like powers, which... I mean, he is Money's a kind big powerful. Man. He's he's superpower, like super like Batman, strong.
0: you know. Superpower, like uh, money is, a, is can be a
2: yeah. a power too. I yeah. guess, <laughs> and I think he is supposed to be like super intelligent as well. But I mean, he's got super strength, right? He has right. to. Yeah. He, I think
1: he he literally Caught crushes spider-man yeah well spoiler <laughs> i don't know where you guys give your spoiler warnings, but uh, we, we, we don't really oh, yeah all us just that's
0: we'll say fair. this that <laughs> i feel like if our mentality behind it is that if you haven't watched the movie then like you don't need to maybe listen to this because <laughs> i feel like like i think you know tiptoeing around spoilers mm-hmm. i feel like doesn't it's kind of like when you eat something, it's like, all right, but you can't smell it and you can't look at That's it. Fair. That's it's fair. It's like you can't experience it completely without mm-hmm. like completely just talking about it. That's fair. And it has been out for four
1: years. To yeah. Be yeah. Which is it.
0: also something that I feel like we're going to be mostly talking about movies that have been out for at least a little time, like yeah. a while. So makes sense. Um, already we talked about a few things and I feel like we can kind of start translating yeah. that. But I really want to know kind of your take on like your emotions or your because I think seeing the movie for myself, I'll kind of give a brief kind of introduction to, to my experience mm-hmm. watching it. I remember going to the movie theater like all by myself. And I remember I just signed up for AMC A list. Yeah, yep.
1: It was right around then. And then like movie movie pass crash and then AMC <laughs> came out of the ashes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, I don't
0: I'm just gonna go see movies even if I see them alone. So I went, I booked it in Adobe. I was like maybe one of the only people in the movie theater for some mm-hmm. reason. And i watched it and i was like completely blown away like yeah. I, I was not expecting the movie like i mean you know i like spider-man a lot so mm-hmm. i feel like i was like all right i'm gonna watch it it's gonna be fun i didn't expect myself to enjoy it that much also seeing it on that screen and just like yeah. visually seeing it oh god was yeah. like so amazing and the like the music and the mixing and the audio design like also was just really cool just especially in the in the movie theater and just like Hearing all those sounds mm. was just amazing, and I remember going at home and being like, "That was actually a really
1: good movie." I can't believe that that just came out of nowhere. The music, especially, I could do a whole. We could do a whole other hour just on the music alone from this film because it's it's a banger. But yes, the the theater experience was probably one of those once in a lifetime things. Oh. Also, just in the context of 2018, we had um, Black Panther at the beginning of the year. Then we had Infinity War, middle of the year. And then we had this movie at the end of the year. So 2018 was like just a banger for uh, the theater experience for superhero movies. And it was just just such a charged energy. I mean, it still is, right? If you go to a movie, mm-hmm. feed, especially like opening week of any superhero movie, you're going to feel that energy. But just like you could feel that the, the 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 audiences riled up energy for this
0: yeah film. i think there's nothing sorry i didn't chase you about to say <laughs> yes of of, oh, but
2: i was just gonna say i do think it was a bit of a surprise coming from sony because sony animated films have had kind of not a great rap over the last several years mm. they did make the emoji movie which it was <laughs> that was them wasn't it how <laughs> <That> was <laughs> them. Uh, that um same this people <laughs> <laughs> on this project uh-huh. <laughs> Um, and also I think their Spider-Man movies had also taken a turn for the worst Mm -hmm. and they were kind of the studio, no one was looking for a superhero nor an animated movie from Sony. Mm -hmm. And then I think maybe because of that, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted almost. And that allowed this group of people to make what is, I think objectively one of the best animated and one of the best superhero movies separately Uh of all time.
1: Definitely. I, I mean it is still, even though we have uh No Way Home, it is still the best Spider-Man movie.
2: I think so as well. I, I will say
0: watching it in theater and watching it a, like afterwards as well. There's actually like a few parts that are a little cringy to me. But <laughs> other than that, like if you just take out those cringy moments, yeah. then I feel like this would be like probably my favorite as well. I think I just love a lot of the characters. I don't know, I do like all the extra Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. I with the core like three. Mm-hmm just had like a such a great dynamic like between the characters of those three that i thought like i just want to see them more yes i feel like that would be really cool i mean i guess they did focus on them the most yeah but i just love love those characters and how they were you
1: know a family in a way yes and i really like i don't know the i don't know if the director's listening but like really commend the director for giving each character their due respect and sort of their their whole story beats like even the even the pig got like his closure at the end with like you know i'm not just a cartoon i'm serious they did like a super great job of just like making you feel for each of these characters even if they weren't you know the main three so
2: yeah definitely i i was watching a youtube video actually in my preparation for this and they talked about what made it possible to do to, to essentially emotionally connect every single character to the audience. Mm-hmm. And I think they brought up a really good point, which was, um, was reversals and this yeah. idea of narrative reversals uh, in giving us a strong emotional attachment in one scene mm-hmm. each time. Each time we had a character introduction, uh, we would start off with one emotional flavor, if you will. Yeah. And we would end with the complete opposite of that emotional flavor by the end of that scene. And like one instance would be going with like the villains, for instance. When we are first introduced to Doc Ock, she's kind of a goofy, mm-hmm. a goofy, you know, character. And then immediately she turns into this massive threat. Yeah. In the span of like maybe a minute and a half. Yes. And it's, you know, a great character introduction, even for a character who we literally get no backstory for whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All we know is. The name Doc Ock, Mm -hmm. we associate that (laughs) with with, um, uh, Molina's version of Doc Ock, Mm -hmm. um, which is legendary, of course. Yes. And um, this is not that Doc Ock, but it is still able to just strike fear (laughs) in a really great way, um, which immediately makes you afraid of this character, but also like really interested in what they're going to do next because you are caught between these two polar ends and you mm-hmm. don't know which way they're going to go at any second
1: yeah she is a very funny character but also a very serious threat and it's very funny even the way she goes mm-hmm. like she starts like the scene specifically uh at the end where she is taken out is she it's like oh no here she comes and then just taken out by something random as a cross flies bit. by <laughs> flies by, takes her out uh it's her character dynamic is, is really good. I I, I actually want to say on that note, uh, this this film does do really good with contrast, but it also does a really good job of foreshadowing all of their things that come in, because pretty much right at the beginning of the film, you see Miles Morales going into the school that he's going to, Vision Middle School Academy, and uh, one of the uh, classes that he's in, Doc Ock, Olivia Octavius, yeah, is yeah. in the the thing as a scientist and And always see as olivia yes (laughs) exactly and so it it does a really good job of like foreshadowing what is to come by giving you just in the back of your mind just a little bit more context about these characters so when they throw them at you and it's not going to be there for long you already sort of have something to latch on to
2: and there are some really smart moments uh of writing which show you that these characters have whole backstories even if they're just implied backstories Mm -hmm. like one of the lines, which is kind of just a throwaway line, is when Aunt um, May just says, ugh, live. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And with that just one line, you know that they They've have- had a whole backstory. But, it, but even then,
1: the foreshadowing was that she says, my friends call me Liv. So you could mm-hmm. automatically infer that they were friends at one point. Mm-hmm. And that's just And that's an just a half a
2: second line. Such good writing yes. in this film. Um, I mean, I kind of think they almost reinvented cgi animation yes. pulling from older styles of animation uh and i i kind of think there's kind of two wings of animation right now there's like the upa style which is like from the 1950s which is all about abstraction and it's like literally like shape people yeah um moving about in weird ways across the screen all hand drawn and then you have kind of the Pixar Disney animation, which is going as far in the realism direction as possible. Mm -hmm. And this one has somehow managed to take- The (laughs) ZX. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But like accomplishing both ends of that at Mm -hmm. the same time through a combination of, you know, really good standard CGI realism animation Mm -hmm. with great character design. And then also the brilliance of the added hand drawn, Bits that yes. they added after that p- part was already made, which I think is what the genius of this film is. It almost it almost reminds me of oh, what's that Edgar Wright film? Oh, shoot! Oh, oh, uh, Scott the Pilgrim. Dead? Yes, Scott Pilgrim. The Scott Pilgrim yeah. Yeah. A world in, in, it does that is, Oh, yeah, yeah, That makes make sense. Live action <laughs> and comic book. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Comic book uh, aesthetics in a really intentional way. Yes. And this one, I think, does it even better than
0: that yeah because it's it adds a story element too yeah like even with miles morales
1: being at a different frame rate i believe right yes that's the other thing is their their play with frame rates was something that they got a lot of flack for when they were blasting out trailers but like it plays so well with all these other characters and how they each character has like a different frame rate and animation style. Mm-hmm. The uh, Penny Parker, the Japanese uh character, uh, is like, yeah, this anime girl, and then you have the pig, which is like a, a cartoon, and then you have um, voiced
2: beautifully <laughs> by
1: Jonathan Mullaney, <laughs> yeah,
2: uh,
1: and then Nick's Nick Cage's character, uh, I forget, he's also Peter Parker, Spider Noir, Spider Noir, thank so you, so perfect. Uh, I
2: love the Rubik's Scoop as a colorblind person myself. <laughs> i i feel the struggle
0: yeah yeah i mean kind of it kind of also reminds me of like you're saying like disney pixar i think they kind of have a realism and were i think from i don't know too much about animation i'm not an expert but from my research I, i remember reading that like they tend to do like a standard 24 frames per second animation but it kind of reminds me how they did this movie how like japanese animation does yeah. where they have like a mm-hmm. variable mm-hmm. frame rate for different parts mm-hmm. yes which uh is really interesting and it kind of like it's an american film i guess kind of is it because sony technically is a japanese that's, company
1: yeah that's that's fair it is well it was by, but the the studio was sony animation which i believe which is, is in culver city culver city yeah, yeah. so that yeah. that is i mean as american as yeah, but I'm. I mean, I haven't looked at who like what. What kind I mean, of the, artists it's were the, the on team, the team?
0: The team is all American. It's all American. Yeah, but okay. I mean, technically, I feel like the company. So maybe there's like a little bit of a hint, like oh, maybe, maybe there's like a yeah. some kind of draw to Japan. But yeah, I, I was really interested that like it is like a step away from that traditional American animation style. Also, adds a really cool like replay value i guess in a way it like you know you don't just not. watch the movie and just go home and you never want to watch it again like you, <laughs> you want to watch it details yeah time. yeah definitely. there's
1: one scene that me and my friend love so much Is It's it bagel bagel thank you <laughs> yes yeah, okay There, Spiderman spider-man and uh Peter B. Parker and Miles Morales are running out of the thing. They, he steals a bagel. He chucks the bagel. And just in the background, when it, when Miles hits the person with the bagel, it just says, bagel. Just a little tiny text. Which, it which is bad. apparently, apparently uh-huh.
2: the reason I have a little factoid here uh-huh. is that an animator was told as a joke by one of the producers, just put bagel yes. as the exclamation. And then I guess they had the meeting ended and they didn't care any clarification. So they took it seriously because they wasn't sure. But it's so good. And they <laughs> just, they just loved it so much. So they kept it in and it was perfect.
1: It's nice. <laughs> there are so many small details like that and one off lines that really don't have any value to the plot or the story, but just add that extra boost of just like, you you love it. I, another one is Nick Cage's line when he's hesing. I forget specific. I think it was during his introduction of his character. But he's like, "I burned down the matches to to my just, fingers just to steal something. something." Just a, a line in this collage of characters. Honestly, but I feel like so that whole funny. Yeah,
0: so good. It, it kind of just felt like Nick Cage just being himself in the <laughs> in the audio booth, just like saying random things. Oh yeah.
2: Some of that is just the joy of having. Five years to work on something, yeah, which oh, is yeah, something yeah. that the rest of the film industry doesn't really have the luxury mm-hmm. of, typically, unless you're working on something wild, like, like yeah. I don't know, like, I mean,
1: in in live action, I don't think anything would get five no, years unless it was typically tabled. not, yeah, like
2: like there's like Boyhood, who filmed over a twenty <laughs> <Yes>. year period,
1: <laughs> and I don't think they have throwaway lines. And
2: they they well, I think they have some level of experimentation, but not much, mm-hmm. not as much as what animation does, which is literally. You have people who are able to sit there and spend five years debating a perfect angle on a, on a frame. And I feel like this movie mm-hmm. more so than maybe some of the other animated movies that we've had over the last years. Cause I think it's per- in particular CGI animation has had a big boom over the last decade or so mm-hmm. is ev- every single detail feels considered. And um, that's how you get like that perfect scenes where they're like, like, the perfect amalgamation of the entire movie <laughs> is mm-hmm. built in that one scene that gets played over and over with this movie, which is miles Morales jumping off of the the mm-hmm. building yep. and leaping into the city <sighs> as it like yep. engulfs him, Fucking you know, the f- beautiful final shot. leap of faith.
0: Also, I just want to add that there was, I think probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is mm-hmm. like the beginning or I guess halfway as well when he's like singing sunflower. Yeah. And he's like, just like how I would sing every song. I'm going to know these three lines and I'm just going to like kind of
1: half-ass sing the rest of the I song. I think we need an
2: audition right now. Yeah, please. No, you, I'm, can I'm you give good. a sunflower? <laughs> 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 and,
1: and the ultimate message, I guess, of the the his, his final lines are anyone could wear the mask, right? So it, it does, having Peter Parker or Miles Morales or whoever actually feel like an actual person, I think is probably the greatest feat of this because up until then, it's still all kind of felt Super, super hero-y if that makes any sense where this is a person who is above and beyond who is not a regular person you cannot compare yourself to i i i think even in marvel up until now we have not felt that level of humanity in these characters until i think this film because there i mean even like his uh what was it? Uh, he's in. They're in the laboratory, and and he's stuck to the thing. And he's like, "How do I? How do I? How do I relax? I gotta sing to myself." And then yeah, eventually yeah. he falls instead of catching himself because he catches himself off in his own singing, uh, just like little attention to details of that. Like, yeah, a normal person would make a mistake here.
2: Well, it's a perfect encapsulation of I, I think what this movie is trying to do, which is be more of a coming of age story instead of a like typical like hero story where they are really actually it's more of a real classic hero story where Mm -hmm. the hero starts out as not the master of their environment yeah and they go through a process of training to become the master whereas i feel like a lot of movies nowadays they like get bit by the spider get superpowers and then they're automatically already able to do everything yeah which doesn't really make that much sense. And it's not mm-hmm. as cinematic and you're not as like engaged with the character Yeah, and they're not relatable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think uh, going back to what you were talking about, the first scene, I think is so interesting and what not enough movies are brave enough to do, which is they didn't start the movie until like maybe 30, 40 minutes in. Cause he doesn't get bit until like, I think around 30 minutes.
1: Uh, It's like 20 ish I, I, I would say the movie's it's that actually far. the movie's actually not that long right? it's, it's like it's an hour and a half
2: so it's, yeah but a big portion of it is dedicated to him before he's mm-hmm. even attempting to be spider-man yeah and yeah. that is i think why we feel so connected to miles because we can relate to him in all of his struggles yeah personally mm-hmm. also
0: like when he finds out that prowler is actually his uncle like you it felt i know i remember in the movie theater when i first watched it i was like Oh no, that's his uncle. Yeah. Like, that's because like you get to you see that relationship. Like he's, you know, likes his uncle more than his father in some mm-hmm. ways. And like he has a really close connection. And then like it's like his person you can always go to. Yeah. And then after a point where he becomes Spider-Man, he finds out that they're actually enemies, it's yeah. kind of like devastating to him and the
1: viewer who's watching it. What that's is he a- gonna do? Yeah. It's his uncle. <laughs> and then it doubles down and ci- circles back around to that classic Spider-Man story because his uncle is killed in front of him, um, much like your classic Uncle Ben. But there's still that complicated relationship where uh, he was a villain, and then you lay on top of that his father, who is a police officer, and also uh, you know anti-Spider-Man vigilanteism, that kind of deal. I actually do. Really quick, want to talk about? I, I read um I read a whole bunch of like reviews of the the film. I was trying to find like negative reviews to see if there's like a contrast
2: because I love this film. So, so was I. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I found one.
1: I found I also found only one that had any like actual cruft to it. Um, and that was sort of on the the cultural side of, of that, which I can get into in a sec. But I do think it was a smart move to have uh Miles's dad be a cop because it does sort of play into that uh you know that cross. Um, cultural touchstone of, you know, uh, sort of like uh, BLM and Black Lives Matter and uh, sort of the ACAB movement and all that stuff, the defund the police, but also that just sort of interrelationship between Spider-Man and police, that sort of like, you know, um, I think that plays well with the also interrelation between uh, people of color and the police. Um, But to cycle, circle back to the the um, main critique that I read of this film, which I think holds some value, is that in the comic book Miles Morales, uh, they put a little bit more emphasis on his cultural identity, where I don't think that plays in this film. I will say that wasn't the point of the film necessarily, which I get. Um, but I do think that like we see sort of his uh, culture at the very beginning when he's walking through the neighborhood on his way to school and he like has those interactions but we never see those specific interactions come back it's uh, after he becomes spider-man he lives in the spider-man world and is sort of disconnected from his culture you know how does him being a a a black latinx person affect how he is spider-man i don't think we ever see that yeah, Other yeah, than I obviously know, the way yeah. he dresses, the music he listens to, that sort of thing, which I still think is important because uh, that's why I relate to this movie so much. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the music I listen to. Yeah, those are the clothes I would wear if I were Spider-Man with the hoodie and all that stuff. Like, It's great. But I do think we do lose a little bit of that after the first
2: act. Do you think it comes up as like slightly shallow or just something that they couldn't touch upon in the time frame?
1: I With how delicately crafted this film is, I do think it was just something that was missed. missed. I do think that, like, they put so much attention to detail in all of these other characters and all of these other aspects, but they forgot to put in the thing that makes Miles, Miles. Mm -hmm. So,
2: I mean, I think we get a sum total of one line of him speaking Spanish, one Mm -hmm. line from his mother, and we never see that ever, that side of him ever again. Yeah we see a little bit of like his African American side and the Brooklyn side mm-hmm. and the like teenage youth perspective mm-hmm. from a person of color side, but it's all kind of referential. It's never yeah. explicitly talked about. Yeah. Which I think is it, there is something sort of interesting there because, uh, I think they're clearly hinting at a lot of, of, of things Mm -hmm. between the uncle, the father, uh, Miles himself, uh, the students that Miles interacts with at the like visions preparatory, um, school, uh, and then also the minor glimpse we get of his old school.
1: Yes. The very small glimpse that we get of his old school, which I think there was one character at the very beginning, uh, that he had like an interaction with that I, kind of wish we had gotten back to because it was like a romantic connection that we never circled back around to maybe we'll circle back around to it in the second movie but that was like such an interesting thing i was like because i know that spider gwen's also in this so there's gonna be like a little conflict there but i mean there wasn't um never we never circled back around to that also that was interesting i don't know actually
0: maybe correct me if i'm wrong but the the school he goes to like the academy isn't he, like, the only person of color in that in that scene? No,
2: there others. were a few others. And his roommate so, is Asian. Yeah. That's true. Um But that was another thing, is we don't ever, unlike, like, say, the Marvel um, mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe version, the live action with Tom Holland. Yes. Who we do see him interact with his peers. We never see him really interact with his peers, other than, like, them talking about him behind his back. Yeah which is uh, unfortunate i think
1: well i think that sort of plays into his isolation like the the isolation he feels and then uh, mm-hmm. at the end when he finally like talks to his roommate i think that's supposed to be like him accepting like his situation and maybe mm-hmm. we'll get
2: that in the second one i th- i think so i or think the we third have one. to, or the third one because there's, <laughs> well, there's two, the parts, two parts the second so. one <laughs> oh, is there maybe yeah, yeah maybe they're
1: part, gonna... one and part two i i could already oh, go ahead. you go you say what you're gonna say oh i was
0: gonna say that about, you know with with breaking up into two parts, hopefully they have more room to really kind of go into those details a little further because they have a little bit more of a breathing room. Uh-huh. I just hope it's not gonna be like, you know, too weird jumping from like part one. It doesn't really feel like a complete story and then going into part
1: two where it's like can I know, can I say my called shot for the, sure, the two sure. movies? Part one is going to be animated as usual. It's gonna be the same sort of structure and going to go into the um uh, the twenty ninety-nine world, I believe is where the, the new story is supposed to take place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then part two will be live action you, in the Marvel universe. Cross over? Yeah, I think it's gonna start crossing. I think Wait, that's really? because Multiverse of Madness hits so. this May and then this part one comes out later this year, sort of in the same structure as Infinity War and into the Spider-Verse one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we'll get as the after credit scene when they all get sucked into whatever Dimensional breakdown happens. We'll see uh
2: live action, live action Miles, Miles Morales in time.
1: having some interaction in the Marvel. Well, world. you, he- we you of... heard it here first, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my call <cold> shot. <laughs>
2: and we we kind of got a little bit of an idea of that when we saw the the second post credit scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's the second one where we see the original comic strip meme. Oh, yes, that is true. Yeah, which I think is maybe could be like a. A sneaky little reference to him trans to seeing Spider-Man transfer from a one style of mm-hmm. filmmaking to a to different another. style entirely. I think it's possible. I think I, I mean, mean, I, I really hope so because I want live-action Miles Morales yeah, so bad. Because yeah, I've too. seen That'd him animated.
1: Great. I want to see I just want to know who he's gonna play. I have so many theories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want to
0: segment or segue into um more of the ingredients slash flavors mm-hmm. if you guys are okay with that i wanted
2: to ask one question okay first. go ahead and this kind of is something we probably should have asked earlier yeah <laughs> but what <laughs> is, i want to know why it is you chose this movie why this movie means so much to you and why because it's not just because it's well made yeah. there are plenty of well-made films oh yeah but like what is it doing for you that it, it's the movie that is your favorite animated movie the reason why it is
1: my favorite movie is a my favorite animated movie is a sort of a list of compounding factors um but i think like to get some of the surface stuff out of the way obviously it's well made it's funny it's uh has a lot of rewatchability it's also like innovative i think that's one thing that i feel like uh when you win best animated feature uh for the oscars or for whatever. I think innovation has to be a factor because otherwise you're just sort of rewarding the sink like the same level and i think this is something that pushed that further um but i think truly what makes this uh sort of the my favorite one of my favorite movies is i was able to see myself as spider-man for once this was the first time that you know uh The Miles Morales character has sort of been this alternative, sort of like non-canonical. It was in the ultimate universe in the comic books. It was brought into the main level of comics eventually, but it was sort of this alt thing that we were able to sort of latch onto and seeing that on the big screen. And then also just like the care that went into the... Cultural level. I mean, I if you've ever listened to the Into the Spider Verse album, it's a fucking banger. The music is so perfect. the The cultural references that are there are super strong and feel super authentic. um And it, it it just really feels like the first. Like I saw Black Panther in February and I cried. It was the first Marvel movie I ever cried in. And then I saw this movie and I was like, I. I'm finally able to like see myself as a superhero. And that is something that, you know, until I had seen these movies, I ha- hadn't realized I hadn't actually felt before. But also just the way he talks. Like mm-hmm. he talks like people I know who talks and like no other superhero has done that so far. And so it's it's it really is the small things, but it just like drew me in, I was able to pay closer attention, I was able to relate more. And I think that's just, you know, it is a very important thing for film, because I think film is how we tell other people's stories, how we connect culturally. And for that to be displayed on there, it's like it, it normalizes it, it makes it more accessible, and it,
2: it makes it enjoyable. So, and that's kind of one of the points that we want to hit upon in this podcast is that film, just like food is kind of a cultural point that everyone can enjoy. I I think it's a super important point. And the first time I had ever noticed something like that was probably Black Panther.
0: This movie is definitely super, you know, I I do think it is a very, you know, in a way diverse for, especially Mm -hmm. for like a Marvel film. I feel like, um, is Miles Morales, I think the second spanish character as well on the in the marvel Cinematic universe Who's the, who would Who's be the, the first, first? would be from ant-man the the his his friend oh Ant-Man i guess part. but he's not really a superhero <laughs> i mean so even in the even like, in the whole in universe, the whole yeah, I universe there's so, not really much there? spanish representation as well i mean i know that in the new um stranger thing movie there's going to be a hispanic character yeah as latinx well. representation is not um yeah if you count um, i think specifically strictly speaking marvel yeah i think yeah. it's specifically like the marvel. one Digi-Marvel. the first the first hispanic character that is on screen
1: um but also jewish uh spider-man uh yeah. peter b parker was jewish and so i mean we got the full array there we had and we have the
2: porks <laughs>
1: yeah you know what i need to go back and watch the movie again because i wonder if they do make a joke about the peter porker and uh peter b parker if they have any uh oh i didn't even think about
2: that that's that would be very funny
0: (laughs) yeah i mean cool i think but speaking of kind of i kind of missed this segue actually because we were just talking about so kind of whoops i kind of want to maybe bring it back a little bit i kind of want to maybe spend the next little bit kind of um
2: diagnosing the flavors yeah yeah
0: Yeah. so going back to it let me just really quickly say i want to bring in a few points here and then Mm -hmm. i can you can interject or you know tell me tell me my idea is really dumb if you want me to if you (laughs) want to but so i feel like um there's a lot of flavors going on here. For yes. sure. I think some core ones are definitely going to be, you know, sweet, um, spicy, salty. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think like, and going back to it, salty would be like sad because there's mm-hmm. like definitely some sad moments in there. Definitely um, Opens up on a pretty
2: great, big bummer. Great drama, <laughs> yeah. 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 Which I think is wildly successful in this movie. Yes. Given how actually little development we get. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. than Miles, Miles has maximal development. Yes, yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> but everyone definitely. else just has like is one scene where yeah. they develop.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of happiness. There's a lot, of, a lot of sweetness going on in here, mm-hmm. and there's also some spice um, with some surprise. I feel I,
1: like especially with introducing all these sweater men into the the mm-hmm. movie as well. I would also say like just abstracting it from the the actual plot itself but just like the actual creation of it there's a lot of like bagel is a good surprise like mm-hmm. on rewatch you can catch some of those and I, so i think like even the little moments have a lot of surprise yeah but
0: i also feel like it is a very diverse movie and i think 2018 was also a great year for diversity especially in mm-hmm. in like superhero movies on screen and everything mm-hmm. so i feel like this dish in a way has to also represent that as well yeah um Initially, when I was thinking about it, the um, first thing that I kind of thought of was a dumpling. Now, mm. hear me out. Okay. Dumplings, I feel like, are so interesting because pretty much every single culture around the world has their mm-hmm. own specific dumpling. Interesting. And I feel like this dish is maybe a dumpling or each uh, like a plate of dumplings, but from different cultures, huh? Because, like, okay. you have like uh, Miles Morales, you know, I believe his mom is Puerto Rican, yes, and uh, you know, there's like Puerto Rican, you know, empanadas, yeah, okay. Um, you know, we have like the Japanese character, you have Yoza, mm-hmm. you know, and then like. I mean, I guess Americans don't really have like a dumpling, <laughs> but I guess maybe a hot American dog thing? maybe a would hot be, pocket. or hot pocket, <laughs> yeah. hot pocket yeah. is the American dumpling. But, you know, Italian food would be like raviolis or something like yeah, that, okay. you know, like there's, I feel like each culture has like their own definition, like I'm Polish and uh-huh. Polish, in Poland, we have uh, pierogies, which is, you know, similar in a way as well. It's kind of like a mix between like a, a, a ravioli, I guess, or like yeah. a um like emp- it's kind of like an empanada but not deep fried yeah um oh that's right you're from you've been to chicago right so yeah you, you've probably eaten polish yeah, food. yeah i've, oh, I've okay. had uh, and,
1: and also like uh jamaican has what's called a beef patty which is sort of like an empanada except for it's uh corn um uh, cornmeal crust and then um beef or whatever you want to put in it in the, the middle it's very good yeah
0: and i think the interesting thing about these dumplings is that they all have different flavor profiles mm-hmm. like In Poland, for instance, there's you know there's like meat or like savory, but Mm -hmm. also there are other ones that are just filled with fruit and are like a like a dessert Mm -hmm. dumpling. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of brings in this kind of like spicy because a lot of them can have Mm -hmm. like different seasonings in it. Uh, But then also like there's a sweet dumpling. There's you know more savory or salty kind of dumplings as well.
1: I would push back on that only because um, I do think that. Although there is different flavors that are like, you know, a whole bunch of different flavors mixed into it. It is a cohesive product altogether. That is true.
0: Um, and like all their kind of
1: stories I, all mesh together and combine into one. That is, I definitely agree with that. If I could make a pitch, I was thinking just on the drive here, uh, a ramen, but like a very, one of those like super complex ramen that have like everything, like everything ramen. Um, because it does have uh, you know it has your your egg your fish your your pork your chicken it has like everything but it all comes together um, and everything every little thing still has is like well made like your your egg is well made your uh, if you put uh, bean paste in it, like for your sweet, that's well made, and your your uh, spicy, your chili is well made. I I think that like it all comes together, even though it's a lot. Or if there's other uh, okay. I don't know other foods that have like a lot of different things in them, yeah. but all comes together. I was also thinking like gumbo as well. Gumbo, that's actually a better that's a better example than a ramen. A gumbo I mean, is a really because uh, I feel like you have a lot of
0: these really like crab or shrimp or Mm -hmm. like there's so many different um things in there that like by itself are also Uh really good but just throw them all into a pot with spices and everything and like they just melt together and we can make this like such a delicious dish and the gumbo
1: itself is spicy which i think this Mm -hmm. film in and of itself is a surprise yes yeah because yeah yeah
2: like a surprise of flavors too because mm-hmm. there's so many different flavors that. Mm. And, and
0: you were literally surprised after watching it <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: um i went in a completely different direction okay. um i was thinking about hot dogs and partially this might have accident accidentally been inspired by everything everywhere all at once okay so, <laughs> i still have hot dog fingers on the brain oh yeah um but um I think I gotta watch this
0: movie since so i haven't watched so <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's wild um anyway Uh, so I was thinking hot dogs because it's Brooklyn and Mm -hmm, Brooklyn mm -hmm. is known for their hot dogs and uh, at at least they're like street hot dog vendors, Mm -hmm. but I'm sort of leaning away from that. Uh, But I was thinking six hot dogs, one for each of the characters, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with their individual flavors. But I kind of agree with you that this is like a a perfect mix. And so having the flavors all separated out doesn't really feel like the film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also I agree with, with O'Neill that the, uh, like this is such a premium product. Mm-hmm. It needs to be premium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, it needs to be like high class food. Uh huh. Cause this is such perfection.
0: But it, it also feels like something that you can watch and be like, wow, that's such a great product. Uh-huh. But then also come back to it year after year, uh-huh. kind of like, going back to see your grandma yeah and like having a home-cooked meal and like having that like wow this is like my family uh-huh. this is my culture yeah what i do feel like going back to gumbo or something like that like mm-hmm. it kind of has that like that's why i also saying dumplings because pierogies was that for me yeah like going and going for every holiday my mom would make pierogies mm-hmm. and like it has like that cultural flavor in a way to it which yeah um i do feel like again i'm maybe starting a push more of this gumbo I I, I really I am feeling the gumbo because
1: uh, it it is also sort of a it can have lobster and it can also have crawfish like it can have that high quality it's high concept but it's still accessible Mm -hmm. and I think that's another thing is like this is a very well made and artistic film but is also the most accessible (laughs) like for I I, my mom loves this movie Mm -hmm. and she hates animated movies like it is like a widely accessible, elitist. yes, exactly. Right. It's not elitist, but it is high quality.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I think what I was touching upon is the precision of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the food needs to like, well, gumbo can definitely
0: get like, you can, yeah there's definitely a clear difference <laughs> between like, you can make really bad gumbo, even yeah. if you put the best ingredients uh-huh. in there, um, you know. There's it requires
2: the, everything in perfect balance. Yeah, which I think and that is, is very...
0: that is a really important thing because you don't want to have like too much spice or too yeah. too little spice mm-hmm. or you know like the amount of time you cook it or you know so even like adding in the seafood and like you don't want to add you don't want to like overcook it mm-hmm. and kind of just ruin it. I think there is a really fine balance
1: uh, of it and uh, between how you make the dish. And I also think in the same style as gumbo, it is a communal. Mm-hmm. food it's like a communal make and i think when you have all these different cultures being represented in a film like this it does have sort of that communal feel of like everybody gets a, a seat at the gumbo table come on sit down you know yeah and so i think that also uh definitely has that in this film
0: yeah it's definitely you know oh man i lost my word i was <laughs> <laughs> i was i think i was going to say like it's very Stylized? What was I gonna say? Oh, man, I don't know. I totally just, <laughs> I totally just blanked out what I was gonna say. Whoops. Well, <laughs> cutting that out. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's sort of like a Creole nature, nature to this food as well, which mm-hmm. I think also translates to this um, to this movie, which is this like cultural mashup mm-hmm. of so many different influences from you know in this movie, everything from Japanese to 1950s noir to, to <laughs> you know, the like contemporary youth street culture yeah you know like there's so much going yep. on and and a lot of Creole foods have that in them as well because mm-hmm. they are literally mixes of different cultures, exactly all happening in a single pot so yeah so do we have any idea of a name for the dish Oh, I didn't. I guess come up with the name. Oh, you, a... we try to. <laughs> <laughs> Usually a pun. Yeah, not necessarily clever. Give me a sec.
0: Uh, the gumbo verse into
2: the gumbo verse. <laughs> that is also something I was thinking about. <laughs> Spider Dash Man into, into the gumbo
1: dash verse. verse. <laughs> Is there what? What other foods are it, like actually in this movie? There's bagel. That's a classic. <laughs> bagel. bagel. We should put like little yep. bagel chunks. A little bagel in chunks. The I mean, you can do a side of side of bread.
2: Mm-hmm. Is mm. there going to be pork in this?
1: Ooh, well, sausage. A
2: little bit. Of, a little bit. Uh-oh.
1: Peter <laughs> listen, Parker. Listen, Sorry, the man. The pig is actually a spider who got bit by a radioactive, radioactive pig. pig. So he's actually a spider if we really want. to. Yeah. True. <laughs> true.
0: I mean, you know, I feel like. um we could just call it Peter Porker Gumbo. <laughs> Peter Porker Gumbo. I, I feel like because then it'll be a question of like, did, did Peter did Porker make, make it, it or, he or is he mean it agreement? <laughs> I love that. That's very good. Uh, I think you know, sim- That could be it. You know, Peter but, Porker Gumbo verse. Yeah, Peter <laughs> Porker into, gumbo into the Gumbo verse. Into the Gumbo verse. You know, I overall, I feel like. This movie is great. And now I, I wanna both rewatch this movie and also eat gumbo tonight. Yeah. So <laughs> Might be a might be a gumbo night and a rewatch. Any last
1: things you wanna say about the movie or, or like things you haven't said yet? Um, um, if I am correct about into the what is the the new the new Spider-Man movie across called? the Spider-Man? across the Spider Verse Part Two, I will be expecting my paycheck, Sony. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it's a fantastic movie. It's a great watch. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, it's it's probably the most. I, I want to say it had some influence on where Marvel's going now. So just the success of the multiverse stuff must have let marvel to where it's going now so i haven't seen the new doctor strange yet but when that comes out uh it you'll probably be able to draw some comparisons there uh but into the Spider Verse did it first man it, it's been a pleasure to have you on on oh, thank you Thanks and for uh, me uh you know where,
2: where can we find you yeah uh you,
1: you
0: can find me uh give, please give me your address <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I'm in,
1: uh, i live in palms los angeles california now Um, I am you can find me on my D&D podcast Uh, you might be wondering how we got here it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that is sound designed Uh, you can also find me doing sound stuff O'Neill Henry Productions is the name of my little little side production company Um, and probably just like in L.A. I go to karaoke sometimes. So if you, if you go to a karaoke and just yell my name, you'll probably find me. What's your yes. favorite karaoke song? Oh god, what is my favorite karaoke song? Uh I like uh Umbrella uh, what is it? Umbrella, Umbrella by, uh, by Rihanna. Rihanna. That's a that's Umbrella, a that's a classic. Cuz everybody gets into it. Everybody knows it. 100%.
0: I'm definitely more of a show tune guy at karaoke. You know. I to sit at
2: the back and pretend I'm Simon Cowell kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Do the judging. give people little printout tickets mm -hmm. to to you're going to hollywood (laughs) (laughs) it's about a 30 minute drive (laughs) come on
1: (laughs)
0: spider-man into the spider-verse um great movie and you know a great dish we came down to gumbo and you know i think i i do really like it i do feel like it it makes sense to for this movie and uh yeah like i said i just want to eat gumbo now and and watch (laughs) this movie and just kind of wrap up in a blanket or something oh god yeah um cool well on that note anything you want to say chase can we you want to where can we find you chase on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) on
2: on this podcast
0: all right until next time everyone that's a wrap bye
2: bye (laughs) (laughs) we need to work on our food yeah we need to work on our (laughs) food
0: All right. Well, and that's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and that is, this is that is a wrap. <laughs> and that uh, is, this is was and is a wrap. Ding ding.